Wawa Bagaga. First time you've ever used that as a euphemism, or is that something that's uh, been used in your life before? <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinemas. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Did you say my name? I did. <laughs> My my internet paused or something. You uh, yeah, su- I did not hear him say your name. That's hilarious. Oh wow, sorry about that. You want me to do it again? Hey, no, no. I think that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We're just leaving all that in, huh? We're gonna yeah. I mean, that's we We're are doing it still live. connecting remotely. <laughs> We're, We're doing still it live. Remotely. This is just part of it. <laughs> you look kind of like Aaron's kind of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, with the way his mouth is moving versus what he's saying. Yeah. We write for CinemaSins, TV Sins, and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. And yeah, we're still recording remotely, uh, doing the social distancing thing, having a good time. Uh, what do you what What are you guys doing during your social distancing? Like, what are you spending your time on? Um, you know, other than kind of the day to day parenting and you know that kind of stuff. Like, what have you found? You know, space to do something other than that. Jonathan, I'll start um, with you because I know Danae's answer. I'm I'm cooking more just oh. because we're not going out. Um, I haven't really experimented with anything new, but we were going over like what we need to get for next week, and I think I'm going to start messing around with some stuff. But um, that's been that's been kind of fun, and just like eating out less. Like even though I'm still eating a decent amount, I feel better. I think on that end, just because we used to eat out, we eat a lot, especially with my daughter being. And like gymnastics and cheer and stuff like that, like four hours a night. Yeah. It's just easier to grab some fast food. And uh, that's a lot of crap to put on your body. What's what's your favorite thing um, you've cooked during the uh, isolation um, period? I mean, I haven't really gotten that crazy yet. So, uh, but I, I messed around with some seasoning and made, made a really nice tasting steak last night. <laughs> I like it. Because the seasoning was almost all gone at our local grocery store. Yeah. And so I kind of had to mix and match some stuff and <laughs> you know it's, play around. It's strange. So. We've kind of gone the opposite direction as you. We're actually eating yeah. more fast food now than we did before. And the reason is places are doing free delivery. And it's yeah. just like I hop on my phone and Taco Bell's there in 20 minutes. Like, you know what I mean? It's just it's weird. Yeah. Or I can get a couple pizzas from, you know, Little Caesars with no delivery charge yeah. right now for 10 bucks. You know, it's like it's I don't know. So I'm I'm sure I am gaining weight like well, crazy. And I think it's good to like I mean, I get in the giving back, giving to helping some of those restaurants out. It's always uh, always yeah, positive. So, too. Yeah. Uh, I'll stay in the food vein as far as conversation goes because I could talk a lot about things that I've been thinking about and doing. Uh, I just figured of it was parenting. all moving for you. I mean, yeah, that's a huge part of it. I, I mean, I do research on what's happening in the medical community and and stay in touch there. And then there's lots of like local shops that I try to keep up with and stuff because they're obviously all getting hit hard. But in the vein of like food, the first week I decided to make a huge thing of ham and beans which I love ham and beans and I have this instant pot recipe that's like super yummy and so then I um I've had this thing called a food saver for years now and never used it it was uh 
brand new. Somebody was selling it on Facebook Marketplace when I was on Facebook and it was like 30 bucks. And I know that they're way more valuable than that. So I snagged it, but I've never really used it. (laughs) So um, I just decided to go ahead and use it. Like, so I portioned out a whole bunch of ham and beans and froze all of it. And then then like a couple days later, I made a big thing of uh, lasagna and I did the same thing. I portioned it out and froze a whole bunch of it because I love variety of food and I love eating out. And since I'm trying not to do that as much, um, I now can like go to the freezer and then just grab a little bit of a variety. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Oh, that's good. Yeah. This is something that like my friends who are really like super good at planning meals and all that. They've been doing it for years and years and years and I've never ever done it. So, um, but we've, we're stopping because everything's being packed away. So we are in the final week of packing things up. So now it's like, okay, we'll just eat ham and beans and lasagna every day forever now. <laughs> so what are these like white beans or what kind of beans are with the ham? Uh, we I do navy, great oh, okay. white, and I want to... Um, Chartreuse. The other. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had ham and beans, but that sounds it, very tasty. Is it like a honey ham? Um, well, so you... Or, I'll give you the recipe. I also want to give you another recipe because um, I have a really great marinade recipe that I found. It's so mm-hmm. yummy, but it does have a lot of ingredients to it. Like there's... Uh, a soy sauce and Worcestershire sour sauce and lemon and then there's like eight different kinds of spices that you put into it mm-hmm. and blend it up really good but it is so good it's so so yummy oh so, that's cool yeah, another I'll, thing I'll, we discovered um oh, i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say i'm gonna post it uh in our food channel um, oh cool on discord that's a great idea Another thing we discovered, though, because a lot we make a lot of little pizzas and stuff, but the the pizza crust is was disappearing in the stores. Yeah. And so we, but we got uh, pita bread, which I had heard people do that before. But pita pizzas are actually tasty. We can send you a recipe for uh, making your own dough if you want. My wife makes all our own uh, Stromboli and pizza dough. Okay. Yeah, me too. I hey, mean, hey, hey, me too. Send it, send it to me, and put also in the post Discord it food in the channel. food channel for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> the, the other thing that uh, welcome to behind the food yeah exactly uh the thing that we've been working on the most this last week is a project down in our uh entertainment center i'm turning the entire back wall into blu-ray shelving and uh so we've been uh putting that together i should say my wife has she's the one with the power tools i just i just watch and hold things steady um but yeah uh, i need to get some shelving somewhere in this house because i just have my blu-rays and stuff or just in drawers and well i gotta tell you uh, i i would recommend this to anyone it it costs like 30 bucks for Mm -hmm. the wood to do it you just get two by fours Mm -hmm. and you just put them right up against the wall l bracket them to the wall like every three feet like with the studs and then you get one by twos and you put them on the front of the the two by fours and the blu-rays just sit in there real nice and they don't move and it's it's pretty cool so neat. Maybe I'll do some pictures uh, and some instructions. Yeah, you need to send some pictures. Maybe we need a new Discord channel for like <laughs> improvement. We're not really doing any projects. We're just uh, doing some spring cleaning already. We went. Yeah. Uh, it got really nice here th- Friday. Um, and so we were able to go in our backyard and like we had all this crap on the deck and our garage and stuff. So I was just, I, I got to get started on that. I was just cleaning. And while my yeah. daughter was out there uh, doing her flips and whatnot, um, and my wife was enjoying the sun, I was, uh, I was like spraying off the porch and nice. uh, picking up say- and get stuff like that done even though the stir craziness definitely sets in and it's sometimes difficult to feel like you can't 
really like go places like we love to go to the aquarium and we can't do that mm-hmm. and there's other things that we can't do i've really enjoyed seeing all of the social media outlets that i have of all the families just finding ways to do things together there's some super hilarious videos that people are posting of fun stuff and going out and painting and i don't know it's just kind of like this there's, and there's i've seen where some people are saying they're talking to their family and friends more yeah uh, right now just because yes. they have no choice but to call them yeah Mm-hmm. Um, I've well, been checking in with people that I haven't talked to in you know quite a long time because I want to make sure they're okay, especially the small business owners, my friends who are nurses and, and work mm-hmm. in the hospitals and stuff. So I, I agree with that. I think we're all just <laughs> more aware right now of how much we need to check in with each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then our neighborhood has got a, well, there's a lot of nice people in our neighborhood. There's one lady who's a photographer. That's her, who's a professional photographer. Hey, we could hire her for Sun Week. And yeah. um, she did uh, quarantine pictures the other day where you know if the house wanted to they could stand on their front porch she would be within a reasonable distance and uh, take pictures and then on our neighborhood facebook page all the family photos the the quarantine photos well it's fun this is just such a unique time i think it's important for people to like connect and yeah for us to share stories uh i've been more on discord uh having conversations with people it's been really appreciated just thinking about things other than what's going on and staying connected so i i think we should also spend just all you know what this whole episode's just going to be us talking about our lives and <laughs> well being quarantined. and this makes not that i didn't realize that we were lucky and that we have a great job but um this really makes me realize <laughs> how lucky i am because like i mean I mean, I know you're moving and stuff today, but I mean, as far as work wise, we haven't really had to like adjust to anything or change anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we have the luxury of already working from home. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot to be thankful for there. Yeah. Yeah. The real difference for me is just having Iris home. That's and that's something that. You know, we're going to figure it out. That's it's a gonna... huge difference, though, when they're three. Yeah. So that's a little bit of uh, how we're passing the time during the isolation period. Hope you and your family are doing well. Hope everybody's healthy. Hope you're finding fun, creative ways to pass this time, including listening to podcasts that you love. So we're going to do uh, our normal thing and uh, keep you up to date with what's going on inside the world of CinemaSins. Let's kick it off with the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in We're going to look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general. We like to kick it off with TV sins, and we started with a Netflix show uh, this past week called You, uh, and we did a pilot episode. This was a Hughes Watkins script, so Jonathan and Danae wrote on this one, and I'll have to let you guys carry the conversation as far as the show is concerned. Uh, I don't think any of us had seen it before we send the first episode. Uh, I still have only seen the Sins video, but you two have actually watched the first episode. So what are yeah. your... Th- I mean, I think I can tell a little bit through the Sins video what some of your thoughts might be. Um, but uh, what do you think? It's a... Uh... <sighs> It's it's an I mean it's an interesting idea for a, for a show and I mean the acting is is good the it uh, yeah, it's not very good I mean the show <laughs> as a whole is well I mean it's not it doesn't really interest me like I read the book uh, I read the book shortly before we send it actually I had always wanted to read the book and so since we were going to send it and I hadn't watched the show I'm like I should read the book first but so I, nothing gets ruined for me 
Um, it seems pretty different than the book, even though like the characters are the same and, but they definitely added some people and, um, yeah, they did. And from what Danae told me on her research, cause I didn't do like a deep dive into what happened afterwards. I played, played pretty ignorant. Um, there's a lot of things that are different. Like they happen differently and they do in the book. Like that kid is not in the book. Well, I got it. And I, that I do not like where that goes based on what you told me. Well, well I, I, I am. Like- I am very confused. I'm playing the Danae role uh, on this, yeah. which is what is going on here? I All I know is there's stalker type behavior going so on. That's all Dan, I know. Yeah, Dan from Gossip Girl is uh, really creepy. And I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head. And um, he uh, is a sexual creepy dude. Well, here, is that what you would call him, Danae? <laughs> I, I've, I've got questions, but I want to hear Danae's thought on the episode first. And then I'll then I'll ask some on of my the questions. Episode or for how the, on the series? Well, did you watch the whole series? No. Well, then on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I read about it all. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's not like you read a bunch of synopsises. But of I know where everything. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I guess it's kind of like somebody who. Um, oh, what are those little pamphlets where you read like the the cliff, cliff notes? notes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. I I am a cliff note expert, so if you want to know anything, I'm here for you. Uh, so this episode, I think. We did Westworld and then straight into you. And I was pretty upset about all things TV sins for a day. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, man, there's some dark stuff out there. And I'm having to watch it and contemplate it and think about it and then let it bother me and then find a way to sin it. And so this was just another one that was really, really, really hard. And I hated it. Uh, I hated it a lot. I wanted to watch it because it's a really triggering thing, especially that first five minutes. I mean, the show opens and it's constant, you know, inner inner dialogue of this person who uh, the the main character, um, his name is Joe. That's what is it's Penn. Is that the guy that you're talking about, Jonathan? Oh, yeah. Is it Penn Badgley? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just yeah. He played Dan on Gossip Girl. Okay, so I okay. just so I watched that with my wife. He's like, um, a, he's just an obsessed person. And so the entire first five minutes is him saying in his mind really horrible things in my, you know, about this, how everything yeah. she's doing. She's not wearing a bra. That means that I should have sex with her. She's jingling her bracelets. That means she wants attention. She uh, wants me to know her name because um, she just gave me her credit card when she has cash. And it's just constant, like, crazy psychotic things that actually yeah. people do sometimes think and it was really triggering for me because this is something that I personally have had to think about in my past is yeah. if I wear this shirt or if I wear these shorts am I drawing attention to myself you know does that mean that people have a right to whistle at me or slap me on the ass when I walk by and so now I'm watching this show from the inside of this super creep <laughs> Yeah, well, I hated it. Okay, so this leads well in, into my questions um, because, and I don't know if you know from the first episode or you know from your research, but is the show giving him permission to have this internal thought but then act differently in his actions, or is he really a creepo psycho No, person? he's really a creep. Yeah. He's a psycho. It's a structural okay, so he's thing. A bad I think it's, it's, it's doing a thriller from the perspective of the of the of the the killer, the stalker, the the creep, as opposed to I mean, doing can, it from the perspective of the victim. The book is the same way. Inside the episode all by itself, you probably won't know 100% by the end of the first episode. <laughs> if this is the only content that you ha- consume, you might not know 100% 
where he's going with everything and how crazy he is. I mean, he kidnaps somebody and um uh I mean there's there's clear there's clear indications he's way masturbates over in, on an old lady's porch. Yeah. But but there like I it's mean, clear who hasn't he's, though. He's way, way, way <laughs> off the charts. Mm-hmm. But the show does play with that. Oh, but he's also nice to the elderly and he's nice to this kid and maybe but I think he's that's not purposeful. Yeah. I think it, that's I think that's I'm like I said, I think that's a structural thing. I think it's doing that purposely because it's sure. No, but he's, uh, it wants you, it, it wants it's you playing to know. with the tropes. Yeah, he's he's the antagonist though. He's the bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, one hundred percent. Because what's go ahead? Because I wasn't really sure as I'm watching just this episode if this is doing the um the pursuit fallacy where it's like playing into that idea of you know when you love someone you pursue them long enough they'll eventually come to you kind of thing. I wasn't sure if it was playing with uh the idea of um, you know, uh, having thoughts, but not letting those thoughts control your life. But you're saying this is pretty much cliche villain, uh, having thoughts and then acting on those thoughts. Yeah. You're just, okay. you're just getting it from the perspective of, uh, I'm trying to think of an example in a movie, but cause he's well, not he's, Hannibal Lecter, but like you're, if you got Silence of the Lambs from the perspective of Hannibal Lecter, that's yeah. essentially what this would be. He's, he's building a fantasy. Yeah. And he, I will that, say when I don't oh, go ahead. That's okay. I was going to say when I was reading the book, and I guess we don't want to get into spoilers and stuff, but I was really curious because there is a lot of indication early on in the book that she might not be exactly all there either. And so I, I kept wondering the whole time I was reading, like, maybe this is going to turn into where, you know, uh, he not that he becomes the victim, but that she's even more dangerous than he is. Um, I won't say whether it does or not. I know what it does on the show. Uh, Danae can talk about that if she wants. But um but yeah, but it's pretty weird, like watching something. And the only the only problem you have from this perspective is you 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 kind of figure out early on where it's going to go. And like, I just don't want to spend ten episodes watching this girl that uh, get to know her, knowing exactly what's going to happen. Oh to yeah, her. your your responses make this so much less interesting to me. I mean, if that's yeah. what this show is, I am just not interested. I mean, we've seen no, yeah. that a million times before. I I like it. Really, it really is a show. It's a show about a a crazy person and it's from his perspective because so. because if i can if i can get just a tad serious and i don't want to live here because this video by the way is hilarious and i want to start talking about how hilarious this video <laughs> is if i can get serious just for a second i think there is place for a show to explore the idea of whether it's because of uh biological reasons or cultural reasons that men do have very um uncomfortable thought lives you know, there there is a discomfort with oh, most Jesus. men with how you see the world. And part of being a, a man that I've had to learn is the idea of how to control that those urges and those thought lives, the way you think about the world around you. Danae, you talk about how you dress. If a woman's dressed a certain way, it is going to tweak things in my brain. And then it is my responsibility not to put that on you, to put that on the woman, but to take that internally and go, okay, I have to be in charge of the way I think, right? Mm -hmm. So that I think is an interesting thing to explore. But what I'm hearing is this show is not that show at all. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. This show is very much, it's it's very thriller. Let me just spend like a couple minutes doing a little spoiler for you. Sure, sure, sure. Don't want to hear spoilers. You can just skip ahead a little bit. He's a killer. He's a murderer. Right. This is about him killing people in her life to isolate her to love him. And then she realizes you know that he's crazy and, and tries to ultimately escape and the show has he murdered someone before this 
I don't know. I didn't watch. You didn't the show. read that. Okay. But, no, I'm saying you but read some stuff on it. This is the second time this has happened. So, like, where this show yeah, picks up, he's moved into a new town, and he left a previous life where mm-hmm. he's already done this. Yeah, that and happened. And in the next book, he moves to the next town. Yeah, I, I did not read the other book because I didn't awful. really want to deal with this character and again. And in, in the third, in that, or in that next little thing where, like, the second second book, I think, where he moves into the next town. Hey, if you're just tuning back in, still spoiling things for you, but this time for <laughs> that's all right. We material. spoil stuff. Spoilers. Down. Hidden bodies is the name of the book, by the way. Um, in that one, his uh wife or the girlfriend or whoever he was with before this show kind of picks up mm-hmm. um comes back she actually wasn't murdered oh. and, and stalks him so it's kind of like it turns things on its head where he's oh. kind of yeah which is kind of so. what i thought maybe the first book was gonna do um but then also they added a kid character in this with yes, a shitty stepfather or something yeah who he from what i from what danae told me he grooms well, See, that's it, not in the book. It's indicated. So there's this moment in the show where um, Joe brings the kid to see these collectible books. And it has this real intense, like, mm-hmm. pedo vibe, right? And so I'm like, what is about to happen? Well, I think from what I was reading is that Joe himself was um, attacked or molested by the the book owner, the the, the bookstore owner. Maybe and in the so, show. So I think I what it's trying to do is indicate that he's worked himself through that. Although I don't think he ever physically abuses the kid like that in the show. Mm-hmm. But he does try to, you know, bring him in close for some kind of a relationship, well, mostly to protect. And Joe ends up killing that kid's step, yeah. stepdad or whatever. Yes. And that's part of like when we see him turn into like an actual murderer instead of just somebody who well he he murders the guy that he hits over the head with the artisanal bottles and so it's just it's like one of those shows Aaron yeah and he murders uh he murders Shay Mitchell too there and there is some stuff that's like it's such a raw show and it's such an interesting like you're like what am I watching and then they do some interesting things visually it's a lot of like uh blurring and zooming and and clearing Mm -hmm. and blurring and then clearing and blurring and clearing just the way that they shoot it which I found to be a little bit exhausting I actually tried to sin it and it didn't work. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's actually a good transition into the sins. Yeah, I I really loved this, and since you guys wrote on it, I'll I'll just kick things off and tell you about some of my favorites. Um, of course, we have to start talking about the giving all the sins back moment for the first time in <laughs> sins history. The narrator actually gave back all the sins, uh, only to resend them later, which of course he would. I mean, did you really think he wouldn't? Uh, we, but, that was that was a fun. Like we, this script was interesting. Like we went back and forth on this script quite a bit. Uh, just me and Danae, and then when we brought Barrett in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one where we changed. We we couldn't get a grasp on what we wanted to bring the sins back on, right? And yeah. then I had written we ended up cutting sin. a sin. Huh? Yeah, I had written a sin to give them back, but that particular sin wasn't working. And so then we were like, okay, where are we going to give the sins back? Yeah. And so we're trying to kind of explain this vision to, to Barrett about we're going to take him away, but then we're going to give him back. We just want to make sure when we give him back, it makes sense. And so he was yeah. kind of helping us figure out, okay, okay, look, yeah. if we did this, because, you know, it's not been done before. Well, so. I will tell you, I I thought they would be given back immediately just as a quick joke. And I like mm-hmm. actually much better that it waited till the end to give them back, because then you're living yeah. there for a few moments. We're like, oh, my goodness.
goodness, it, like this really happened. Well, and then I think that was the sin I had already written. And then I think Danae added a couple things to it. I know she added that that's ridiculous because like that was our last sin. And I did, I couldn't figure out how to punch it up more. Yeah. And then she suggested we do the, yeah, that sounds right. Or that's right. Or something like that. And, uh, yeah. I thought that made it even better. Uh, I also have, to, it's just Jeremy being flippant. Yeah. Uh, I also have to, uh, to give props to the speaking of things I'll never finish, uh, this show. <laughs> I, that made me giggle. I liked that. Um, uh, the Jonathan slam, which I'm assuming was written by Jonathan because yeah. we don't see we talk about that. Danae wrote the sin and yeah. I added that at the end. Cause I just said, Hey, this might be funny. And I just decided to do myself since I decided to do myself. I decided to make myself the person because I was the one adding it. I didn't think it would be, you know, nice that there was somebody else under the boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and- when I wrote that, my thought process was I was saying because I wasn't thinking through the sin that Danae had written. So this was completely my fault. When she said he would be immediately fired, I was thinking from a writing standpoint. <laughs> and then so. No, it's clearly that you're a pervert and you got fired I know, for yeah, being and a I pervert. Just, but I, but you know you're you're working on a script and you're working on like three other ones and it's just it just wasn't something that completely it Look, just escaped me. I'm I'm going to be honest. This is this is part of what's hilarious to and it's me. It's fine. No, this is part of what's hilarious to me. And I'm not kidding when I say this. I think easily of the six of us, Jonathan is the least perverted among well, the six you. of us <laughs> easily it's not even close <laughs> like the other that probably five makes of us. it better then right <laughs> so that probably makes it funnier it does. i think it makes it funnier to me but you know i hope i, I hope other people know that <laughs> well i didn't i mean i didn't get the impression anyone was like flipping out and thinking like i was a creep or something it was it was all in good fun yeah uh, I, I love that people but, came to your defense though and oh this yeah. was one of those where reading the comment <laughs> section was so fun because of all of the like the whoa wait huh you know and that was one one of them where people are like, okay, that's too far. I love Jonathan. That's too much. Who did that? That's too far. And I'm like, uh, Jonathan did that. I'm so glad, regardless of how I read that, I'm so glad I did it. But yeah, no, it was just the sin that I loved how Danae wrote the part where it was like, but then he would immediately be fired. I thought that was funny because we had never done that before. And then I was just like, maybe if we added another element to it, it would even be better. And yeah, so that's just kind of where it came from. But I was thinking more from a structural technical standpoint. I wasn't really thinking about the context. I still would have done it, I think. But uh, I think we'll never know. But it was just funny to hear that afterwards. It's like, oh, yeah, never considered that. <laughs> and it's because you're the least perverted among us that you never Probably. considered yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, the other one I have to uh, uh, mention is Wawa Bagaga. Uh, <laughs> nice vagina I, euphemism. I'm glad we did that. My, my only, and I never, I don't think I ever suggested we get rid of it. When I first read it, my only qualm with it was that maybe it sounded too much like Danae and not enough like Jeremy. But then after he read it, I was like, no, this is perfect. I'm glad yeah, we, I'm glad I didn't mention it. It's interesting because Jeremy does such a great job at owning what we write. And yeah. um, we're going to talk about Mulan in a little bit. And I hear Danae's voice all over that Mulan script. Mm-hmm. But Jeremy makes it his own. And- well, and Jeremy uh, and I wrote on that one. Right, right. And so... It, like I had if if he accepted one of those that was more like quote unquote me I think it's this interesting evolution of the narrator kind of shifting for the first time 
for me in a way where it's like really clear that there's another person writing where mm-hmm. I've kind of tried to, I think the ones that have kind of been coming to the forefront so far have been maybe accepted, uh, expected rather. But yeah, the Wawa Bagaga and a couple on Mulan for sure for me. Which are we'll ones get where to. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe. Yeah, we'll talk about that one uh, next week. I was surprised the Wawa Bagaga made it. In fact, I think originally Jonathan was like, I think I'm going to lean on cutting this one. and But let's see what Barrett said. And then Barrett didn't say anything about it. Oh, so we're just kind of like, okay, you know, slide that on in and see what happens. <laughs> Speaking of Wawa Bagaga. <laughs> well, we had, and we had a lot. Of, I think that was one that probably, because we had a lot of problems. The main problem I had with this, when Danae and I were working on it initially, even before Barrett came in, was that because this is from his perspective, his inner monologue was easy to send. But at the same time, it was kind of one of those lines where you're trying to figure out, is it a sin or is that the point? Yeah. Yep. And that's yeah. always that was a question really we have difficult. to ask. Yeah. yeah. And because um, it wasn't really a hard show to send necessarily, but there were some little things like that that made it a little more difficult. So we kept, we changed up a bunch of sins. We got mm-hmm. rid of a bunch of sins. We added some stuff. We definitely worked on this one. Yeah. This one was massaged in a non-creepy way. But I think it worked. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but in the end, I it was, it all, you know, seemed to be worth it because it did turn out to be a really fun video. All right. One more question. Uh, and then I'll let you guys talk about other things in the script you want to talk about. Wawa Bagaga, first time you've ever used that as a euphemism, or is that something that's uh, been used in your life before? <laughs> I've never used it before. That's I was I just thought. sitting there and I was like, okay, I, I want to make something up here. But I am trying to use it in another script because I want it to kind of be a recurring thing uh, where it shows up on TV Sins and then maybe it makes an appearance on the main channel too. Yep, I, I love it. If that that's the Cinema Sins euphemism for vagina, it becomes Wawa Bagaga. That's totally <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> I think the only thing you guys haven't mentioned that I was going to say, I, when I, Shay Mitchell plays her friend or, I mean, friend slash, I don't know. She's, I don't know. She's not an enemy, but she's not a very good friend, but she plays like her main friend in this episode. And it's played by Shay Mitchell, who was on Pretty Little Liars, which I will not lie. I've watched every episode of that show twice. Uh, I love that show. <laughs> but uh, um, w- once she popped on screen, Petty Little Liar just popped in my head. Yeah, that's a good that's one. Great. And uh, I was so happy I was able to use it. <laughs> yeah. Because then she, she made that comment about the karaoke and stuff. And I was just like, oh, there it is. Um, I really like the convenience glue that was mentioned. <laughs> yes. Uh, just thinking of a different way to say that's convenient. The fact that they would have glue just sitting out there that's not completely dried up just is <laughs> yeah, so that's stupid. so weird. <laughs> but that's um, stuff that Danae notices that I don't. So I'm like always happy when I'm working on a script with her. It's, well, you know what? I feel the same way because you'll bring out stuff that's just like I would like the petty little liars. I would have never made that. So we all work well together, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I guess, why none of us are fired. Um, <laughs> I also love Jonathan your joke that you wrote about the that you thinking it was weird that Facebook had that section for like when your parents got divorced and like if your dad (laughs) well that was an inner monologue moment too where I kind of debated on whether or not but that one I just left in because I thought it worked because we were just kind of we were being like we were being dumb yeah so I thought that one was fun. there's moments whenever someone can overhear something and it just you want to find a way to send it. This one was so perfect because uh, when they were at the bar, when when she was at the bar with all of her friends and um, he was there spying, but he was so far away and they're talking oh, in a yeah. whisper in a loud bar. And it was just one of those moments where perfectly you can see the way that it's shot and everything. Like when he <laughs> stands up to move, he's literally across the room and there's no way that he should be able to hear. And I just like pointing stuff like that out. But everything else is kind of mentioned. It, this was a uh, 
horrible show I will never watch, but I, I read about to kind of check that curiosity thing. But I really loved the script. So Yeah, and like like Aaron's saying, this is definitely subject matter that you could you could make into an interesting show. And I think doing it from the perspective of the of the creep is interesting, but it's just I don't think it's done well here. Yeah. And uh, and the book I mean the book's fine, but the book's kind of just it's just kind of like trashy nonsense. Like it's an airplane, you know, read if if you understand what that means, I guess. <laughs> I do. I do understand. <laughs> uh, let's move on to The Walking Dead. The Calm Before uh, oh, is the name of the, the episode, um, which I think is because the next episode is called The Storm. And so together they I, yeah. are the calm before the storm. Um, so holy, This is a perfect title, though, for this. This episode is calm, man. <laughs> so there's nothing going on for most of this episode. Uh, Take 23 minutes to Walking Dead. Uh, this is a Dicer Walking script, of course, because it's Walking Dead. So Jonathan and I uh, did this one. Um, yeah, we've, we've exhausted uh, our Walking Dead conversation, except that this is the first one that Jonathan and I watched where we hadn't watched some of the stuff before this like yeah. the other ones we've seen yeah. we had actually watched the show up until that point but i think we both gave up around the same time and man walking dead just like pulled the time travel car like they jump ahead like five years in uh, yeah which yeah that that's an interesting idea I, I i'm trying to think of a show where it was actually done well like desperate housewives did that but like it's just it seems like a really cool concept and you can kind of but it, but it seems like shows always still just go back to their usual stuff and it's like it never even really happened yeah um, um so but it's still the same old walking dead lots of the same problems lots of the same you know issues uh just with the added issue of who are these people um <laughs> because yeah there's a lot of new people but uh but let's talk about the video danae what did you uh you think since you didn't write on this one i you know i don't know i think that the video i like the videos themselves there's things that are kind of funny there's jokes that always stand out but pretty much whenever i click play on it i'm just like i am a zombie yeah i'm like <laughs> just my you know just sort of slowly blinking like i don't know what's going on so it sort of feels like a little bit of like a wash rinse repeat situation mm -hmm. uh, but i i do still have that thing where i'm like where is this going? But then I have all the conversations we've had where it goes nowhere. And so then I just go even more. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I mean, I enjoy, I always enjoy what you guys write. So I would like to hear more about which ones you guys enjoyed writing though, because some of them are always great. And then some of them are like little fun, little tidbits of like research or fun things. So I want to hear you guys talk about it. Jonathan, why don't you start? Um, I really enjoyed, uh, well, I really appreciated Aaron brought up the Karen. I believe it was, I guess it was, you. I don't think, I don't know if anything was added to this from the shadow, but you brought up the caramel apples. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because God, I hate caramel apples. They're the worst. Like, I, 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 they're the worst. Uh, they're just like, I mean, they're as a concept, they're fine, but like to actually eat one is awful. Yeah. It, and I've never had apple? like, huh? A whole apple, yes. But then if they're slices, they're okay. Well, Can you slice a caramel apple, apple? If you're dipping apple slices in caramel, that's different than trying to eat a, the caramel apple. Yeah, like the oh. hard candy. Oh, I guess I've never tried. You, you yeah, they're don't. like on a stick. And don't. Because <laughs> you will either break a tooth or you'll, you know, compact caramel so deep into your molars that you'll need a, you know, a chisel to get it out. Like it's, it's the worst. Okay. And then we had the we had the stuff about it being like it turning into a constitutional convention and fifth grade history class. That was yeah. very funny. The school field trip to Colonial Williamsburg montage. <laughs> <laughs> 
I seriously, I'm I watching that Jeremy... opening montage and I'm like, what is going yeah, on? It's crazy. Here? It's so weird. Oh, that was when I got up to about where the dude is speaking with the tiger statue by him, and I immediately like hollered at Aaron. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. And then he gave me some a YouTube guy that does season recaps, thank God, because I didn't even know where to start. I know the narrator's supposed to be ignorant, but this was like just jumping into like the middle of just nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. But uh, the other thing I wrote that I really enjoyed Jeremy's take on was the the Hamilton uh, reference. Because for some reason, when he was signing that paper, I just Hamilton popped in my head. No, and that I'm was like, good. I bet Jeremy would sing some Hamilton for us. And he did. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> I, uh, I, one of my, the things that just makes me, like you ever write something and you're just like, I'm not sure if anybody else finds this funny, but I yeah. giggle every time. <laughs> Uh, the moment where Judith, who is now like, you know, six years, seven years old or something, you know, uh, (laughs) where she's like, I draw pictures of you every night. And then the sin is just stalkers. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Because it's a kid. Right. That just makes me giggle every time they call Judith a stalker. And the other thing you pointed out that was just real us being silly. I think I even wrote something about this, too, was where he's like, don't make me ask. I won't ask again. And then you're like, well, you didn't ask once. (laughs) Because he made a statement he didn't ask a question i mean we're totally being an idiot because most people would say something like that but yeah uh, he really didn't ask a question (laughs) um i'm always a big fan of trying to figure out acronyms so i enjoyed doing uh doing the acronym oh that was a good one uh sin yeah uh, which was yeah, I the, my favorite part of that is pretending like they thought Fair of New Beginnings was an acronym. <laughs> just makes me laugh because it's our outtakes were. This was one of my favorite uh, set of outtakes too. The Avengers one was classic. Yeah, because that just worked out perfect. Like to the point where you almost wondered if they were copying that. <laughs> I felt like it, right? Oh my god! So and then perfect. and then I got like I did like that that Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, which I, that's not a movie I'm a fan of, but I just when he walked out of the woods like that, I just thought of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and so I found something, but that worked out perfectly. And yeah, it was, I don't know, I just really enjoyed all the outtakes. And the other thing we've used the Al Pacino outtake in two Walking Dead yeah. episodes now. The yep. the the uh, what's that movie called? Any uh, given any Sunday. given Sunday. Yeah. The any given Sunday speech. Yeah, which is really funny. Uh, the other thing this episode that was so annoying was it turns into like Degrassi High or something. It just it, it turns into like junior high love stories and oh yeah, like, so many kids and just the uh, the check the skip yes or skip you know who's skipping who bull well, skip uh, skips and, and was was one of my favorites. And if I understand that new Walking Dead series, which apparent the spinoff, which apparently has gone on hiatus because of everything going on, but I think that's to be more like young adult so i'm curious if that's where they got that idea Ugh. was from you know these kids but yeah but I, but I think it's supposed to be like set like later so i, I don't know but uh, that that just made me think of that yeah it's another show i will not be watching i vote no i vote no. is this the final one too do we have one it next is. Week or no. is this it no this is uh, it yeah this is it for this run i'm not Great. saying we won't ever do any no, more no, walking no, no. dead there's no other run we're the ones that are in charge we did we did have people seem to like it uh we did have a few people i noticed say oh you're not going to do any of the negan which we didn't really do any of the negan episodes but uh you know but oh we'll we'll. see (laughs) but oh well indeed (laughs) uh and then and i'll finish with this uh the idea that we don't know who anyone is but the two people we ask where they are (laughs) shane and laurie Which is hilarious because they haven't been around since like the first two seasons. Uh, Also made me giggle. 
Um, all right, uh, let's move on to music video sins, which deja vu. Like, didn't, speaking of doing the same thing over again, well, God, this is so weird. Didn't too. we just do what? this a month ago? I'm so confused. What? This well, is this is like the movie part of it. I think Barrett did. Barrett send some info on this because I don't know what's weird. Okay, now so in the past, sometimes what will happen is a group or a singer will do a lyric video before they do the actual music video, and we have send lyric videos. But the but the first video for on BTS on was not a lyric video. <laughs> it was just a <laughs> no, video. No, it was a full video. And then so, now we have this one. Yeah, um, I mean, I think this has more of a story element well, to it. What was, not how, that I get what was it. really confusing to me is when we did it a month ago, this is the one I watched first. And I was like, oh, and then I went and watched the right. Sins video and I was like, where's all this stuff coming from? And then I had to go find yeah. the one that we actually sinned. So I had actually already watched this one. I, it's weird. It's weird. Yep. Um, you know, I decided to just here in the moment, right as we're trying to do the show, do a little bit of more research into why this is happening. Um, like why they did two. So, but I don't think I can find anything fast enough to like really did dive Barrett, in. I mean, they're making money. I mean, that's part of it, but I don't, I don't, yeah, that is odd. Did Barrett uh, have any thoughts on this one? Yeah, he did. Do you mean to read him or something? That's Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he said this music video made no sense. The quote unquote kinetic video or whatever the fuck it was that came out before this quote unquote <laughs> official one was much better. I don't mind the song at all. Probably not in their upper echelon, but I could still imagine banging on it and stuff. <laughs> which and I think stuff. is maybe too much personal information. <laughs> Didn't we ever teach you not to, to say to. and stuff? Um <laughs> You you know listening I mean listening to this again though you know rewatching this and doing the doing helping with the editing notes and stuff um I the song actually kind of started growing on me because I think when we first covered it I was like the song sucks <laughs> and now I think I kind of like it <laughs> It's got a nice, it's got a nice hook to it that you know when yeah. the the end of the chorus. Pop music is kind of like uh, that, you know, like it'll it'll be it true. It'll yeah. burrow into your ear, you know, like you're in Rathacon, <laughs> and then take over your brain. So um, well, especially with a kid that is- listens to pop music all day, man. You you go from you go from both perspectives. You go from liking a song to hating it, and then you go from hating a song to being like, that's eh, all right. Okay. <laughs> many um, many times. So I'm reading Billboard's information on it, and it it doesn't help at all. It just says it depicts a cinematic <laughs> storyline, which we we kind of know already, with vibrant fantastical scenes. Um, it says though the music video features some choreography, which is side note. My favorite part of the CinemaSins video is all the mentions of like, great, when are you going to dance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those I loved so much. The, uh, yeah, take a load off. You've been doing a lot of not dancing this afternoon <laughs> was one of my favorite sins from the video. Um, Billboard basically says there are, a, I like how it says apparent illusions. Uh, that's A-L-L. Illusions of Noah's Ark, Jesus's Crown of Thorn, birds soaring from free cages, the Lion King, the Maze Runner, Lord of the Flies, and other important historic and literary <laughs> storytelling devices. Jesus. Positioning each of the BTS's seven members in distinct roles throughout this music video. And I like then, that they're calling Maze Runner 
and historic <laughs> right literary <laughs> device uh, there's like okay. maybe one, maybe device is correct then this i don't is know the, about the other two things there's a line in this that just cracks me up because it just sounds like so much bullshit but it says according to a press release from bts company big hit entertainment released prior to the music video the second version of on serves as a here we go quote a symbolic representation of on to highlight a different charm of the multifaceted brand and then like there's just like the weirdest descriptions of what this is supposed to be and it all just sounds like it's some just fought like it's just fodder it's just when someone walks in the room and you just start throwing out random words to try to describe it (laughs) interesting though the first version of on was viewed 46.5 million times in the first 24 hours on youtube nice isn't that crazy that is crazy People love them some BTS, man. But enough. I'm telling you, when people, when, that's usually the first thing I get asked about when people find out that, like, especially younger people, when they find out that I work on the Sins videos, they almost always ask me about um, uh, what BTS? I think of K-pop or just oh, K-pop oh. in general. What? Um, that's just huge with younger people. Did you, that did watch you give our them channels. A, an exa- uh, an explanation of crotch forward poses? Um, and the importance of being aware of them so that you don't run into each other's dicks. Another one of my favorite sins from the video. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I like the uh, how can we send music videos with overlong logos. Oh, I know how. And they just send it. Oh, I know how. Ding. Uh, yeah. Also, I own a Chevy Traverse and it is awesome. I just want to let everybody know that there's nothing wrong with the Chevy Traverse. Uh, my favorite one from the video was. When he blows the conch and he goes, whoa, way too late to set the pitch, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Well, it's like Uh, how many conch puns could we have in in one video? It's so funny how we have like these, like just these flows and we don't even know it. Like, No, I wrote a conch pun for a different video that isn't even out yet. I know. And I watch this. I'm like, what? Hey. Wait. I know. Oh, you did. This, it's so funny how often this happens and we write completely unrelated material. It's great stuff. Yeah. It's it's hilarious that it happens right next to each other all the time. It's it's funny mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I also have to mention, ooh, I love a good quest. That one just made me <laughs> yeah. laugh for some reason the way he says that. Um, yeah, I really feel like Barrett's delivery this time, he's kind of getting into, like, he's kind of finding his groove in a Yeah, it's way. great. Like, yeah, it's great. It's really fun to hear him. Um, I enjoyed... Uh, didn't come here for a petting zoo. Uh, I thought that was a good sin. And the, uh, are you too good for the sweat now? Uh, I had that written down too. So good. <laughs> that so one's good. awesome. Uh, any others? Bravo, bravo. I think I've covered mine. Let's move right. on to Cinema Sins for the week. Uh, we will start with one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, we will go with uh, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, which uh, we got to sin. Danae? Um, I, I, I have to say, I, I went to Twitter to just ask opinions on whether I should watch the movie before watching the Sins video. Yeah. The overwhelming response was, please do not spoil yourself. Watch the movie before you watch the Sins video. Yeah. And then I haven't had time to do it. So, is it cool with you guys if I take my headphones off? Like, go take a pee. Go pee. <laughs> Bye, Danae. Danae doesn't want to be spoiled for Knives Out. Uh, so Jonathan and I will be talking Knives Out. And I'm glad she's not getting spoiled for Knives Out because, man. Oh, I would hate to be spoiled for this. Yeah. No, that's that's part of the big. It's a mis- It's a murder mystery, right? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. But. It is definitely one you don't want to be spoiled for. Um, yeah. I had so much fun with this movie and really uh, was my favorite movie of last year. Um, I feel like I've talked about it. 
like on so many different podcasts in so many different yeah. ways that I don't have a lot new to say about it. And if this is the only podcast you listen to me on, uh, then just know I think Ryan Johnson is really clever. He's very subtle with a lot of the things that he does. Um, and I think he has honored murder mysteries in a way here that is really, really fun. I think Parasite was the best movie last year. Um, but this is the one that I'm definitely going to watch the most. Yeah. I think yeah. from 2019 and I, and I actually put it on, if you go in my letterbox 2019 list, it's, it's my number one, uh, just because I, I just, I just enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I I'm a huge murder mystery fan, which I've said many times on this show. I love Agatha Christie. I love Columbo. And I think this movie honors both of those in an interesting way. Um, I really like people that can do the the locked room mysteries like this because those are really this is a lot harder to pull together uh, as a movie, especially, I think, than people realize, because you've got to keep people interested, even though you're not really going anywhere like you're staying mostly in a house. Right. Yeah. You know? And you're just you're just like interviewing people and trying to figure out who did it. And everybody's got to have a motive. And, you know, they're really hard to pull together. And he did an amazing job. He I mean, he nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's really incredible work. Um, yeah. It's it's such a great movie. And this video is really good. And I miss I'm sorry. You wrote on this one, right? Yeah. This was, was I didn't say it yet. I don't think oh, okay. uh, this was an Atkinson Dicer script. So Chris and I wrote on this one. Yeah. So. You guys you guys did awesome because. And, and it was really, this is one of those two where you could tell that you guys loved the movie. Right. Because uh, there was a lot more sins in this one where I'm a dick, so uh, I've still got to send stuff. Right. Like, <laughs> I got a job to do here. We all know this is amazing, but I got a job did you to guys do. Have a, it, I mean, did you guys have a hard time finding stuff, though, or was it, did I it did. work out pretty easily? Um, I did. Uh, I had to go through it twice, and <clears throat> sometimes what happens with a great movie is uh, I will have fun like looking at the details because it's mm-hmm. so great that the details themselves are also great, right? But then you also find some stuff you can have fun with. And in this one, I found myself... Maybe it's because that's next. It's that next level of like movie that I really, really love. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where every time I would think of quote-unquote a sin... I would argue with myself. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, you know, yeah. I'd be like, nope, not a sin. Can't do that one." <laughs> I'm like, no. But it was interesting. You guys touched on, it. yeah, you guys touched on the stuff though. I think that made the most sense, like her, um, her regurg. What did he had to had? What, what does Daniel Craig call regurgitive it? Regurgitative reaction. Yeah, her regurgitative reaction. Yeah. I mean. That was a very fun plot device, and you don't even care that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense right? Uh, the way it's played in the movie. But from a sinning standpoint, there are definitely things that you can you can tackle. And then obviously, uh, uh, Chris Evans, uh, the way he goes about doing things make no really don't make any sense. I'm, I, I love that you guys pointed back to uh, the Kenneth Branagh where uh, Hercule Poirot gets hired. Uh, by the guy who did it. Right. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but if we want to talk about the video itself, the my favorite sin was the the Apple uh, phone, the oh, iPhone. Nice. Yeah. Where you had the first case of having the character hold an apple to know they aren't an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
was so funny because Ryan I mean, Johnson I, had just been talking about that that week. He was talking about how Apple doesn't oh, let him do the, that. About yeah. the iPhones, yeah. yeah. And I and it's kind of one of those things too where I know there's no way in hell Ryan Johnson was thinking about Cinema Sense while he was writing this, or I very seriously doubt it. Maybe yeah. he was, I don't know. But I do some people will some of our fans will come out and be like, Oh, did you see they were holding an apple on Deadpool? You know? Uh so I definitely don't think that was a a, a thing directed towards oh, us, no. but when no, you guys wrote so. that sin, it kind of feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, I love the use of the word force uh, shadowing. Yeah, well, that was a, that's because, another interesting one because uh, I had written that on Gemini Man, which came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and, oh, I didn't know. Oh, okay, yeah, and there's a forced shadowing uh, joke in that one. And Chris, when he sent me his uh, this script, he hadn't written forced shadowing, and I. <laughs> was like that's hilarious because i just put a forced shadowing joke in the gemini script and i cut and paste and sent it to him and uh he was like that's hilarious i was like should we keep both he's like yeah we'll keep both <laughs> so. that's so good and then i love the, the the dumb stuff which you guys messed with around with because there wasn't a whole lot of actual stuff to send uh not changing your window xp default wallpaper <laughs> And then the thing about the labeling and uh, does he call them Blanc labels? Yes. Uh, That was perfect. And then uh, the other one, of course, the fisting. He died by fisting. (laughs) And just the way Jeremy read that where he's trying to figure out, you know, the, the reasoning behind it. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um, I, the only thing about the movie that really for me doesn't make sense and is worth sinning is the idea that the um, plan that he put in place that he Mm -hmm. wouldn't have waited at least long enough to feel some of the symptoms she was talking about before enacting it. Now I'm not saying he shouldn't have, you know, thought of the plan right away, but I think a person that smart in that situation would not end up killing themselves because they would realize I still feel fine. Like that really doesn't make sense to me. So and the worst thing that's going to happen is that once he's if he does start feeling bad, then he could do whatever he needed to do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because the symptoms yeah, yeah, I you know, would continue. And so, yeah, there's there's that. And then her her reaction to that, you know, I, I believe me, it gets me when he's like, you're a good nurse like that. That whole yeah. thing gets me. I love that. Yeah. But she isn't really because she panics and a good nurse cannot panic. Like you have <laughs> that's to, a good point. You have to be in that moment. Right. And and continue yeah. to survey. <laughs> and OK, are these symptoms coming on? And she is not. Not yeah. a good nurse. I love that scene, but she does not act like a good nurse in that moment. So interesting, you know. So those were the two things I was like, those are actual sins. I think everything else we're just yeah. making up and being silly. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I guess with as many murder mysteries as I've watched, because it's always ridiculous that like, I mean, in this situation at least you had a family, but like it's always ridiculous. And a lot of those Agatha Christie where you have these huge cast of characters, right? And everyone has a motive. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. just it's so random that they would you know all be together and that one person's randomly there that they all are associated with yeah and they all have a reason to kill them right that's the staple um, so of there's the things genre. like that that yeah. yeah there's things like that there's tropes and stuff like that that you just kind of accept and so there's some of that here and like i said the stuff like with her 
her vomiting. Um, that's ridiculous, but it's so well done. It really within is. the context of the movie. You just don't care. You know, I'm going to be honest. Uh, we we tried to sin it in a few ways, and I I yeah. think what we say does make a little bit of sense. But honestly, the movie justifies itself pretty well with that stuff. It does. E- even the stuff where she lies or deceives and doesn't throw up right away. The movie takes yeah. great pains to show that she does later. You know, and so I think the best thing we could sin about that was the conv- the conv- of the timing of that reaction yeah you know yeah um, yeah like right when he thinks he's gotten away with it right that's, you know that's yeah no i know what you're saying to do it so yeah <laughs> yeah totally uh anything else about knives out before we bring back danae i think we're good all right great video come back to us danae come back the dog did it the dog did it oh. danae well <laughs> That's terrible. Let's move on to Mulan, or is it Mulan? I think it's Mulan. That is a uh, Hughes Scott script, so Jeremy and Danae writing on this one. And this is one of those Disney animated movies that I'm not sure if it's generally well-loved, but the people who love it, of course, you know, it's their Disney movie, right? So what what's your perspective on this movie? Like, what, what's your experience with it? This is, I saw this in the theater, and I remember at the time, because this was 98, I remember at the time that... Well, not at the time, but like a few years later, or I guess, I guess 10 years later, when this kind of era of Disney animation was kind of done, like in the early aughts, I feel like this was really the last, like, uh, hurrah. Well, um, Toy Story came uh, out in 95, right? Well, I'm talking about straight up Disney. No, 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 I know. I'm, I'm making a comparison. Toy Story came out in 95, oh, yeah. and yeah, so yeah, yeah. you've got this, like, new, fun, fancy thing that yeah. Disney's do, or Pixar's doing at yeah. that moment. And Mulan comes out in 98. So yeah, that would have been right in the transition. Yeah. And then like Tarzan came out the next year and was a huge hit, but I don't like that movie. And then in the early aughts, you've got stuff like Emperor's New Groove is fun. Yeah. But like Treasure Planet and Atlantis and Brother Bear, like those are not anything special. Uh, so th- this was like, this was like very much in the same vein as like Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. And um, I really liked it. And then my daughter, uh, this was one of the first ones she latched onto as a youngster. So I've seen this movie like 80 times. Yeah. Um, so I still think it's a really good movie, but I've seen it way too many times. Like, I just, I don't even know what to really say about it critically anymore. <laughs> what about you, Danae? <laughs> my first time watching it was sending it. So oh, it was a really nice. different experience. Yes. Yeah. This was one where um, when it came out, I just wasn't interested in going to the movie theaters anymore yeah. or it, I just kind of missed the window. And then it's not one that I've ever like thought about going back to. So I was excited to be assigned this script because I've uh, it's like, oh, let's just check this one off and see, you know, what this movie is about. Um, but I don't remember anybody like in my friends group or um like raving about it when I was yeah. growing up either. Uh, I really didn't know much except for that she, you know, goes into um, like battle mode and becomes a warrior. And so watching it, I was actually really disappointed. <laughs> um, I know like it's loosely based on a real story, which I didn't do any research on. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really do much research on it because at the time that this was due was when we were actually uh, driving in for sin week. So my, um, ability to kind of lose myself in a script was really constricted. So I didn't, I I am curious about the true story and with the live, um, 
the live action version coming out, I think there will probably be some articles um, mm-hmm. that I can kind of like get caught up on and see what the inspiration, you know, where I, that comes from. I will say when, when they announced the live action for this one, this was probably the first one they announced where I was kind of excited. Like I was like, I, I want to see that. Uh, so I'm really, just, I can't wait for it to actually get to come out. Um, I, was disappointed. I can't wait for anything to actually get to come out at this point, but yeah, I mean, I think I was disappointed because of how like non-climactic it was in some mm-hmm. ways. Um, and then the entire end, she just goes back home to to yeah still be I, that societal person, and I yeah that's a that's okay. You know, it's okay to want to go back. Um, but we didn't see any of how like her being a unique person and you know challenging authority or challenging societal expectations we really didn't see that part in mm-hmm. this movie this movie was more just like the silly you know someone cross dresses and yeah. you know and 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 look at all the sexism <laughs> stuff male and female both there was actually yeah. probably more male sexism from my perspective watching this than even female because there's a lot of six inches comments and there's a lot of six inches in this it was really frustrating for me well you know <laughs> um, you, you you say that and um and i actually heard that in some of the sins like i i heard because it's really interesting because with a there's two sides to having uh a female perspective so to speak uh from danae writing on stuff one is seeing things that you know i wouldn't necessarily see uh mm-hmm. from my culturally masculine ideal or ideas. The other is the fact that you defend men and we would never do that. Like, you know, and I think that Mm -hmm. comes from the understanding of power dynamics, those kind of things. We would never see the need to defend male sexism uh, as men because we know we're, we, we know we're in power. But when you're writing, you certainly have the, you know, the ability to do that. And it comes from a more, I think a more pure place. If we did it, that like I yeah. would question us. Like, what? Well, well, and I I have to think about that when I write it because I right. it's coming from Jeremy and it's coming from the narrator who mm-hmm. has such a history with this channel. So if mm-hmm. I write something, for example, like men are disgusting, you know, and then like the chopsticks with the crud coming oh, out. Oh, so toes, gross. Like that one can be lighthearted. Like, yeah, we're not all disgusting, but this is disgusting, and that's that can kind of be fun. But then the, there was this, the one that I wrote that was like, uh, the girls in the audience are cheering, but the boys are like, huh? You know, because <laughs> I, and I had something way more like punchy and uh, like um, social justice warrior type feel to it. And then I'm like, I just need to back this up a little bit because this isn't Danae, you know, narrating yeah. this. It's not, it is, it, this has to be something a little bit different. So, but I feel, I still felt like it was worth pointing out. And so I was glad that one made it in because it is, it's such a, it's such a quote unquote typical dude trope. Like we like to punch each other and we'd like to, like, if you want to say hi to a guy, you punch each other. I, I mean, I've never seen that in my I've life. I've never before. had a male friend that wanted to do that. No. Never. And it seems like it's like super normalized. And I, I know some of it, <laughs> could be considered cultural like from the female perspective and male perspective yeah. of this movie and i didn't do a ton of research into understanding like okay what what are they trying to pull out of here but it annoyed me to the point that i wanted to mention it a little well, bit i do think that is 
a uh, you know an era even maybe before Jonathan and I, where there was the only way men would show any kind of affection to each other was violence. You know, the idea of pushing or punching. Or my dad used to tell stories of you know they would they would play a game where they would try to hit each other in the nuts. Like you know, it was just it was that's how they knew to be f- friends. And I'm, I'm glad that wasn't our era. I right. I'm <laughs> glad that has changed over the like they would like hazing. Like the idea of hazing, even, you know, that that was right. quote unquote an, a, a well, relational thing. And you kind of see you know? it in sports, like, you know, sports like the ass slaps and stuff like that. I mean, that's legit. Like that happens. I mean, you see that on TV, but, um, and I played sports, but it's still, that's still more friendly. That's still more like, good job. I don't know why we have to slap each other's ass, but, uh, you know, people, people do things. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, I don't know. That was is a that... weird, that was a weird way to put that. No. <laughs> I think like this movie though is supposed to be about breaking out of that gender norm for you know Mulan obviously and I think that it accomplished that goal especially for the time that it was released but for from me now in you know 2020 yeah 22 years for, later I'm looking for something deeper than you than could that. say Danae that hindsight is 2020 oh no <laughs> I, I appreciate that it is kind of impressive though that this movie was made in 98 even like you think about that now and you're like wow they did a you know because we're still talking about that now where marvel is going to do like the i can't even think of the character's name but it's a chinese um it's a chinese character and they're going to make a movie out of it and then you look back you're like well yeah but like 22 years ago disney made me want like i mean it's not that crazy but yeah. um Having seen this movie so many times, I haven't watched it in a couple years, though, because my daughter grew out of it and we just quit, you know, started going watching something else. And um, so I couldn't really I don't really have a counter argument to anything you're saying, but it was interesting. The perspective that you had was interesting to me because, like, I never thought about that at the end. Like, I guess I just always thought, oh, she just wanted to go back home. And um, <laughs> I can appreciate that because I'm a homebody. Right. Um, but that no, is I interesting. I like, that, too. Yeah. I- I wanted but, to find a way to make it snarky and yeah. trollish and cinny with also there being an undertone of like reality but, there too. But it is interesting because it's like she went through all that. And and I mean, that's still okay. Like if you, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. If you go through all that and you're like, you know what? I just want to go back home. I'm good. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. But it is interesting. It's a very interesting perspective that I just never, uh, just never considered. And that's what Frodo did, right? Like he went on that yeah. crazy adventure and he just wanted to go back home. And I get that. You know, maybe yeah. you get out there in the world, you're like, okay, that's something that I hope I don't have to do again. Don't I mean, get, I would know. never go out into the world and do any of that. So don't I get me totally started. respect it. Don't get me started on the difference between the book and the movie about Frodo going home because it'll just all end up in a weepy mess. <laughs> I do love that this script had so many LOTR references, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's riddled all throughout it, and it's in the outtakes. The outtakes are so great. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's start talking about the video. Uh, I got to say, um, this is in my top five Cinema Sins videos of all time. Woo-hoo, I laughed whoa. so much through this. Uh, it's in my bottom five. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, I don't even know I, what that would be. I don't think I've ever disliked a video. I don't even know no, how to rank. No. Um, and of course, I have no list to back that up. I'm just saying I really loved this uh, yeah. this video. Um, have you seen the movie? Like you didn't yes, talk about your I guess opinion I didn't of really the movie. talk about it. And the reason I didn't talk about it is I saw it in the late 90s and I haven't seen yeah. it since. Oh, okay. um, and I, I remember liking it uh, just as I liked pretty much 
all of Disney stuff that came out around then. Um, so, and, and still do actually usually. Uh, so um, I remember enjoying it, but I definitely did not watch it with the eyes that I own in my skull today. You know what I mean? Like those, yeah. like, I imagine seeing it again would be very different. And so it would be weird for me to talk about the quality of this movie when I just, you know, it's been 20 years. So, um, so yeah, um, I think the, right from the beginning, the, I see a poodle, uh, and I just laughed <laughs> and I, I was in and it has one of the, the biggest, uh, hits, uh, of the, the, uh, cinema sins joke world. The fat Disney horse, uh, makes another appearance after the Mary Poppins, uh, rant. Was side of damn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you that work was... on, so did you work on Mary Poppins today? Jeremy... You... No, Jeremy oh. and I wrote on uh, oh, Mary that's Poppins. that's right. And... But that was Jeremy's. The horse sin was yeah. all Jeremy. Oh, yeah, in sure. both of those videos. Yes. He, he, That's something that bugged him, yeah. He, man, fat horses, he just can't get over them. It's like fat horses and Pete's Dragon, uh, the things that, man, that he can't you know, get past. War horses weigh a ton, though. Yeah. Like, they are so huge. They are. So uh, so it's funny because I remember researching a little bit like, okay, this is a big horse. And then I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's a war horse. It's supposed to be big. So then whenever I saw his sin i was like that's good but then his delivery of it is what brings it to life you yeah. can't imagine if a war ho- if i was by a war horse in person i would just pass out probably They're based on huge. what you because I'm, I'm scared of normal sized horses so yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're also uh underperforming steven spielberg movies uh um, which i've never seen not because I'm well that's why it's underperforming it. because jonathan didn't yeah. see it uh, I loved uh, one swipe makeup remover. Uh, a lot of people liked that. Um, yeah, the ex- that was fun. that was fun too. Uh, Jeremy in that one, he wrote that he wrote something similar, but liked the way that I had done mine, and so but it, we had an alt kind of a thing. I didn't actually see what he wrote, but um, it was fun because he was thinking the same thing, and then I got to do that. Uh, the makeup is moo gone, and I was like, Aaron's gonna be so proud of me. <laughs> yes, always, <laughs> always. Um, accepting grandmother into their ghostly ranks what <laughs> that's what we were all thinking right uh I oh love my god that was amazing the other great uh timing in a joke uh and i'm assuming danae wrote it although i've taken the opportunity to write a few of these these jokes because danae's on our team uh the menstruation joke uh when he when he says but it would have started just as she kicked him in the face and it's timed <laughs> so perfectly uh, it's my uh, favorite thing in the video. It, it's so oh, perfect. That's cool. Yeah, I'm glad you like that so much. We massaged that one a little bit in the editing process because I thought it would be really funny to have that just timed, you know, oh, in yeah. that way. Yeah, and, that's just and such also- a. That is the one. That is the one of any of the jokes in this that I'm like, that is such a female voice, and he he delivers it fine. But you Perfectly. know, but it is said in a way that the narrator has experienced starting menstruation at the least opportune times you know like there's yeah. there's something there and it works it works but it was definitely you know i i could tell the female voice on that one stronger than anything else i think That's what awesome. i love to think about on that one in particular again you know this was just me and jeremy so it's like he he is the voice so he knows whether he wants to deliver it a certain way or not so like the dungeons and dragons references and things like that that's all like he got to make that choice to bring that into his character Mm -hmm. and so that was really really fun for me the period one was uh interesting too because like you know the narrator talks about having a wife so it's it's uh, it's a perspective of a relationship where they talk openly about menstruation mm-hmm. and that he's okay with like just bringing it 
to the conversation and not feeling like guys can't talk about it. And so it's really cool, in my opinion, to think about and maybe this is just too far. And I don't know, but I just to normalize these kinds of conversations is a really exciting thing for me because, you know, menstruation, whenever I was growing up and definitely for my mom and, and, and every generation before, it's like you just don't talk about it. It's, you know, gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, guys don't have to go buy tampons, all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so to be able to be a writer on a channel like YouTube where, you know, so many people are watching it and then they get to kind of like chuckle at a menstruation joke that has a deeper like value. I don't know. It's yeah. really cool. I can well, still it, remember. I can still remember my wife and I started dating that uh, I went to the grocery forest one time and she was kind of nervous to even ask me if I would do it. Cause she just assumed I wouldn't buy right. tampons. I'm like, are you kidding me? Who cares? What do you need? <laughs> like, I've never, I've just never, that's never, I've never understood that, but that's probably growing up with sisters and right. uh, a mom and, you know, so. Yeah. I think it's, I, it's the, later in the video, maybe early, I think later in the video, there's something about her riding a horse and not letting out a toot or something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the exact same kind of joke. Right. But for whatever reason, we, you know, we make one super, you know, ooh, icky and the other's like, ha ha ha, we all fart, you know, like that kind of, like, <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like it should be that yeah. level of yes, it's gross, but we but it happens, it's natural and we can laugh oh at it. Whereas sometimes I think some things like menstruation are ooh, that's gross and we shouldn't talk about it because ooh, disgusting. You know, like yeah. Yeah. as opposed to yeah, that's gross, but you know, isn't it kind of funny? You know? Like yeah. so yeah. The pop in a toot joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another uh, another one that like yeah, you're just like I'm like, oh, how's he gonna deliver this one? Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not finished. I'm telling you, I love this video. Um, uh, the or should I say this works just slayed me for some reason because it was like, yeah, you don't even realize till you're like halfway through, you know, or till the very end that you've spent two sentences saying something that we usually just go. This works. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> I really I really like that. Uh, and then God, any... that was such an intricate costume. That yeah. was so so stupid. Yeah. Uh, and then any it's any script that can mention Joel Osteen is always good in my book. Uh, <laughs> oh, so. yeah, that was great. That was Jeremy, and that one that one slayed me. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, this this is full of great stuff. So good job. What else did you guys have? Well, I think the after the Rorschach test one, I think the second sin was just simply Cox, which was yeah. uh, <laughs> which is a running just, theme apparently in our writing yeah. these days. <laughs> it just caught me off guard. Uh, Jeremy seen this is Halloween. Uh, that's always that's always I love that song. And then for some, the one that got me where I, I don't know why it got me as much as it did, but I couldn't stop laughing was the magical medical tent appearing out of nowhere. <laughs> this yep. is the way Jeremy said it, I think. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How? <laughs> Uh, they, you know, something else that happens in this movie is they have this whole training montage where there's like hundreds of people, but then as they're traveling, there's like, there's a handful of people. And so then suddenly he's, you know, um, Mulan is injured. And so they're like, get help. It's like, from where? You just had an avalanche come down. Where are you going to go? Like, who are you talking to? There's, there's six of you. That's it. There's, and then all of a sudden the next scene is like this, this tent that's just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> it was really confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you guys mentioned so many. I, I really, one of my favorite ones was one that Jeremy wrote towards the very end. The, oh, happy eyesight fairy galore. <laughs> just the way he, oh, happy eyesight fairy galore. Just like, look up on the roof. And he's like pointing out how hard that would be to see. But just his delivery and how he wrote that one. I've never, I don't know if that's a recurring thing. I'm not sure. But I personally have not heard him. I've never heard it before. before. 
It was no, I think it's great. so funny to me. I really loved that one. Um, I, I was going to say there's a couple things that were even mentioned in the comments that we didn't send that were actually in the original script. Like she cuts her hair at one point in time and the way that the animation is, is that the, the sword shortens and then gets longer. Otherwise she would have cut off her arm and just things like that. That was really kind of fun. The avalanche was really fun uh, to send. Um, I wrote so much that didn't like get in there. It was something of interest. If you guys watch this movie, when she's a woman, she has rosy cheeks. When she's yeah. a male, they go away. But then all of a sudden, <clears throat> as soon as she's discovered to be a female again in that medical tent, her rosy cheeks are back. So it's like a visual way to represent that she's a woman. And that really frustrated me. Huh. Um, it's like it's like her her heart can uh, be in on the con, like that it pump, only pumps blood <laughs> to her face. It was so weird. When, when it, the heart knows that she's trying to be a woman. I really am in, uh, liking trying to find troll-like ways to give sins back since we're a sort of a snarky channel. And, and we do give sins back because things are good and they're amazing. But then I'm really enjoying the sort of evil smirk giving sins back. So trolling everybody with giving the sin back for the picture, the painting, was so fun for me. And then to see people like freaking out about it in the comments just made it even sweeter. So I think I have turned dark at this point. <laughs> Danae's uh, gone to the dark side. <laughs> they're like how can you give a sin back for this picture and not for whatever they loved about uh -huh. the movie and i'm yeah. like um there was a couple of other things that i just uh, really liked doing the elbow one was really fun uh for me and making a victim apologize was another one i enjoyed um uh pointing out too and there's several others that i have mentioned but most all of them are already been talked about so i did uh i do want to say before we go on i do not recommend trying to write a script in your vehicle Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay, we're going to try this. Okay. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. All right, let's move on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going Keep to... Keep those tabs. 
no, you just keep talking, Aaron. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be your background singer. Oh, I didn't know. I I didn't know. You you have to start. You have to start talking, Aaron. One funny story from. We're each gonna. Oh oh, no! I can't. can't I can't. I get distracted. (laughs) (laughs) Distracted. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. We're each gonna tell a story from uh, putting together the week's content. Uh, Maybe some strange research, a deleted sin, a Google search that we're gonna get arrested for later. Uh, So. What do you guys got, Jonathan? Why don't you go first? What do you got? I, I honestly, do, I mean, I've talked about like I I read the book of you. <laughs> that is research. That is definitely that is research. Huge. Man, that's taking one for the team right there. And well, I mean, yeah, that was more. I I just was really curious about the book, but uh-huh. uh, and then I, uh, I I looked at those YouTube videos for the Walking Dead recaps. I didn't really have anything else that. Uh, I I did research on, unfortunately. Yeah, so. You know, it, it, and that happens sometimes. And I, yeah. you know, there's some weeks where you'll go super in depth, and other yeah. weeks where everything just comes to you right off mm-hmm. your head, and that's just kind of the way it works. Um, the only thing I wanted to talk about for keeping tabs this week is I've been more and more realizing the impact that my children are having on my sins writing. Um, and this oh. this is something I wanted to tie into the Walking Dead video because there's a sin that says uh, Sam Porter Bridges is not carrying a bridge baby in this scene yeah i've never played death stranding but it is a very popular video game and my boys love it and they're playing it all the time and of course norman reedus is the main character for that video game and then also you know obviously in the walking dead and um that was that was my son that was one of my sons who was like oh oh look it's the guy from death stranding and i was like oh tell me about this game death stranding and so then i started doing research and Hmm. and it was oh so the guy who gives me grief about talking to discord about sins for getting perspective is now getting (laughs) sins from his own children i see oh how the tables have turned mr dyson have they though have they really turned (laughs) Because <laughs> this is my yeah. son in the level of confidentiality, not you know necessarily oh, oh. you know public oh, that's conversation. True. That's true. But that's true. well, I'm not giving everything away. I want to talk to people <laughs> no, about perspective, and I, and I actually you know talk to Discord as much as you like. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Um, so the uh, the idea for I went and wa- looked at Death Stranding, and I was like, man, that is a weird game. And he walks around with this fetus like attached to him in this bowl he has like a fetus a fetus bowl that he walks around in in this game <laughs> and it's called okay. a, it's called a bridge baby and so i thought fans of the game would uh would enjoy kind of you know that nod and yeah we got some comments on it and i think people enjoyed the shout out uh so that that kind of stuff is fun for me because it allows me to pretend to be younger than i am <laughs> in some ways you know like i'm still i'm still cool i'm still hip kids are still saying hip right uh, and then I become uh, then I become Steve Buscemi, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, cool kids, what's going on? Uh, but I have another one coming up that's a joke that my son always tells and it just cracks me up. So I put it in a sin script and uh, I'll make sure and let you know once the well, actually I can, I can go ahead and say the joke and then then he'll give you a smile when, when it comes out in the video because I'm not telling you what video it's in. But uh, every time we get milk, he's like one percent milk. What's the other ninety nine percent? And so I put that into a oh, sin script that's coming out. I was wondering so. where that came from. So there you go. My kids have an influence on uh, my joke writing sometimes. What about you, Danae? You got any good stories from this week? Oh, my God. I have so many. So just we're just going to take about 20 minutes here. Sounds great. Here we go. Sounds great. Um, a lot of it was about Mulan, actually. I, I learned that the weight of a, of a war horse is 1,400 pounds on average. Wow. 
Uh, so when I wrote the sin about like them not being able to fall over the edge like that, that sin, by the way, had like 17 iterations before it landed on something simple because there's this entire crazy sequence where she it, somehow the rope is attached to the horse where it doesn't break any of the horse's ribs while it's being hauled up. It's being hauled up by rope and a small arrow by just a regular person who is being hugged by another regular person. And that is a lot of weight. And like the arrow wasn't attached to anything when they were starting to fall. So how did she get it attached while she was falling? It's this whole sequence. It just drove me nuts. And then I had to just kind of keep whittling it down because otherwise it would have taken forever to talk about. But anyways, horses weigh a lot. Did not know that. Mm -hmm. I also did research on like the whole parade thing. I was trying to figure out if there was some sort of reference for how long Mulan had been or in the city they're up on the mountain and then it's nighttime and they're looking down over like this the imperial city and then the next scene there's a parade so it's like that parade was put together instantly whenever the war heroes got there but how did they know that they won the war and then also the hun warriors were already inside the dragon Mm -hmm. so somehow they beat them to the imperial city and then mulan gets there right afterwards but she was on horseback so it's like all of this timing thing. I was trying to figure out like, did they cut out a scene where they days later type of a thing? And there was really not a lot in that vein. So that's just another one of those continuity things that drove me crazy. And I definitely tried to write something on it, but it was too like too wordy. Um, I also researched something. I thought that Jeremy made a spelling error in the script for Barry the lead. I've always thought that it was L-E-A-D, and it is not. So I learned a new word, lead spelled L-E-D-E is in fact correct. Uh, So I had no idea it means to begin a story with details of secondary importance to the reader while postponing more essential points or facts. Yeah. Thus, burying the lead makes total sense, but in my mind, it's like burying what you would lead with, like the good Mm -hmm. juicy stuff, which is what it is also, but it's just spelled differently. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. That's that just English, research. English language is stupid. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. This is where we also talk about cutscenes. Yeah. Because there was one that I really, um, maybe I should have pushed for it. When Mulan first arrives at the dude camp and she punches a guy mm-hmm. and he like flies across and hits <clears throat> Chien Po's belly and then they have that whole interaction. She punched him and he moved like four feet. No problem. And then uh, after the whole, like they all fight and they all hate her and she's trying to figure out like, oh, my name is whatever. She makes this like motion that's like chopping her hand into her other hand motion. motion. Mm-hmm. And then she shakes her hand like, ow, just making this little motion has hurt me because I'm a female and it really pissed me off because Mulan just punched somebody and moved him three feet without like breaking a nail and then whenever she's supposed to be looking like she's feminine but also masculine she makes a little hand gesture and it hurts her so I wrote a sin about that it was cut it's okay but I'm still bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I had one. Uh, I had a cutscene from the Knives Out video, and there's no spoilers here, Danae, so you don't have to worry about it. But um, they play a game called Go in this game, which mm-hmm. is a game with black and white rocks. It's a really interesting game, and I wish I could study it more. But basically, you place the tiles in a way that captures, you know, um, closes off your opponent's um, pathways, and then you get a certain number of points for how many consecutive tiles you have or groupings of tiles. Anyway, I know enough about it to sound like I maybe know a, a little bit about it, but I don't. Anyhow, uh, it's it's a fascinating game, and they I had a sin about how 
stones were just appearing on this go board, even though you can hear them placing like, you know, one, two, three, four, five stones. But then you look down and all of a sudden there's 12 more stones, even though you've only heard them place five. And it just wasn't going to work because proving that with the audio was just going to be, you know, it just, you know, sometimes the sin goes away because it's hard to prove it in a video kind of thing. And, uh, but the, the close of the joke was movie fails to pass go collects 10 sins, you know, something (laughs) like that. So, um, that's one you like save for later. (laughs) Right. That's a good one. Um, so anyhow, I, I did want to mention that as well. Uh, let's move on to the comment section. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're just going to take a look at a comment from the week's videos. Uh, what do you got today? Other than food in I your just, mouth. I just put Reese's Pieces <laughs> in my mouth. Could you hold on a second? Sure. In fact, I'm just going to put even just more in my mouth. Just stuff them all in there. Yep. Just stuff them all in there today. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, there's one down here. Hold on. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you lose one in your cleavage? I've heard that's a problem for women. I might have an entire bag. <laughs> <laughs> in your cleavage? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you for being patient with me while I cleared my palate. I didn't know you were coming to me first. Uh, this one came from Twitter. Um, I really hope you folks discuss who wrote the that shit isn't Watterson for swimming out of the snow on Mulan because it's so much of there's no gravity in space. I can't help but giggle hysterically. Was that an intentional nod or the happiest of accidents? And I will tell you, it is a happy accident. <laughs> um, I did not realize. Uh, the, well, Jeremy wrote the there's no swimming. Um, there's no swimming. And then uh, when this was referenced on Twitter, I was like, oh, my gosh, it does. that. Like, there's no swimming in space. And it does have that, like, mm-hmm. same feel. And even in the comments section, people are like, well, technically, <laughs> technically, Swimming in an avalanche is exactly what you want it to do. So um, it definitely has that vibe for a couple of reasons. The uh, coincidentalness of like how it's worded, but then also just the fan kind of coming in and being like, this is how you actually would do this. So there was an accident. A good one, but it was <laughs> nice. An accident. Nice. Uh, I wanted to go to the Walking Dead video from Brendan. Uh, I thought this was hilarious. And we haven't talked about this yet, so it'd be a good opportunity to talk about this, too. It says, funny that after sending the Don't Dead Open inside on the doors on the previous Walking Dead videos, you appropriately premiere your new Everything Spoilers Wrong Duh With intro on this one. <laughs> and I think that's so perfect <laughs> because our brand new intro debuted uh, during this yep. series of videos with. We didn't talk- about that that's what i'm saying so we can talk about it now with the uh debuted with the walking dead as well as bts on uh had it and uh then mulan was the first cinema sins video that that had it and i should also mention uh there will be at least one video coming up that doesn't have it because it was made before we started using it Mm so i'm just wonderfully anticipating the fans being so polite about telling us <laughs> that we went back to the old one. Um, They're going to be like, either, thank God you dropped that one. I hated it. Right? Or- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I thought that was hilarious that, that we gave the Walking Dead crap for the Don't Dead open inside because the words look jumbled up. And then we have our own uh, version of that with everything spoilers <laughs> wrong, duh with. Uh, so, so very well played, very well played, Brendan. Uh, very much appreciated. What about you, Jonathan? 
Uh, I just had a really quick one because I just think these are so funny sometimes when they come up with something else we should send. But this was, I think this was on you, but it was Mike the Great. And he said, waiting on the everything wrong with Chernobyl. I'd love to watch you guys tackle that one. And while, I mean, we could send anything, I guess. I think Chernobyl would be... Would be a tough one. <laughs> yes. I don't, think, I don't think that's happening. Like one of the no. most horrific incidents what, in, what is in that? world history. We have a, a non-official, like, nope, never doing it list. Right, with like uh, with Passion of the Passion Christ. Passion of the Christ and, on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about that a little bit before, but that would definitely, yeah. I guess, make that list. Yeah, yeah, if there yeah was we're a not list, talking. I think, of, we're just, we're just, we're not going to do sins on a <laughs> horrible human disaster like that and talk about. Well, really, their skin wouldn't be melting this fast. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, and I don't think that one's happening. No, that's a good one. I love that. All right, let's uh, let's finish off. Let's move on to the beyond the sins to infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. All right, let's chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. I'm going to start because I, well, before I start, actually, I want to thank Danae for her Sudoku recommendation. I have been oh. Sudokuing uh, in my downtime. <laughs> uh, I, I've loved Sudoku, and I've never taken the time to really invest myself in the logic of it, which is the part that activates my brain, like that logic part. And mm-hmm. so I did some research on advanced Sudoku logic and was like, oh, that makes total sense. And so I studied it for a little bit and researched it. And then I've been working on my times and I have been having such fun with that app you recommended. It, you're right. It is very clean, very pure, very easy to use. Uh, it is obvious somebody who loves Sudoku put it together and understands you yeah. know, what, what you want as a Sudoku player. And yeah, now I'm... Uh, I'm a Sudoku king now and blazing through those extreme levels uh, and having a great time doing it. So nice. I'm glad you like it. Thanks for saying so. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to. You've actually sent me a couple screenshots of how quick how quick you're getting. (laughs) Um, Personally, I think you should issue some sort of a challenge. I I gotta tell you, I'm a bit proud of my Sudoku uh, skill at this point. Yeah, you should be. Nice. Uh, I think I did uh, an extreme level this morning in six minutes and thirty seconds. Uh, (laughs) So, and that's the hardest level they have um so yeah i was really happy when i broke 10 minutes but man 6 30 i don't know if i'll ever break that so uh yeah so challenge issued uh since today wants that uh Ooh. send me your screenshot if you can do an extreme Ooh. level in less than six and a half minutes extreme level i'm gonna send it to you be like 60 minutes and i'll be freaking <laughs> proud i'll That's be right. proud of that do you play the extreme levels um yes i do and what, what are honest, your times usually well i haven't played it on this app oh okay yeah. Uh, so once you started sending me screenshots, I was like, uh oh. Well, I have two thoughts. One, I want to beat you, but then also I don't want to know how bad I am compared to you. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I get that fully. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about is I, like everybody else, uh, decided to watch Tiger King on Netflix. You and, did? Yes. Yeah, I'm not watching that. And, you haven't watched it? Okay. And I'm, and I'm here. Danae, you haven't watched it, have you? No. Don't. I'm here to tell you, Danae, not to watch this. Um, I think this, I don't know that I want to. No, I think this will. I think you will have a bad experience watching this. Um, I it, it is. Uh, I mean, I I am a docu series person. I love documentary series, and <laughs> it doesn't too. bother me how weird they are, how strange the people are. "Quote unquote strange." We're all human beings. We all have quirks. Some people's quirks feel a little bit weirder and stranger than others. Then there's the element of right and wrong. Like there's moral aspect to it. Like where you're, you know, do you judge? 
judge these people? What do you judge them on? You know, there's there's so much in this story that you would never expect from a story just about people who keep big cats. Um, and Danae, the reason I think you would have a bad experience with this is I've heard you talk about not even liking zoos. And this is like the next yeah. level of just private ownership of these animals yeah. that, ha- you know, are here. But what's interesting is this this docuseries, I think, takes a very... Um, you know, step back, look at these people and just lets you observe them and make up your own mind, which anymore today, it seems like a lot of documentaries and docu-series have their own point of view that they want to get across to you. And this one felt very neutral to me, which I appreciated because I could make up my own mind about, you know, the 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 woman who says that she's saving the big cats, but also has her own, you know, display with 300 of them. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's kind of a one of those interesting things. But then it goes into like murder plots and polygamy and like all these different like cult ideas and just all these different things. And yeah, I just it's it's. For me, very interesting, and I, but that's because I love docuseries and I love experiencing the human aspect of this stuff. So yeah, I get, I just get turned off pretty quickly when I see the people on social media that were talking about it. It almost felt like a so bad it's good kind of thing, and that just that doesn't interest me. But my wife watched it Saturday. She said she still doesn't know really what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because it's so much. I know. She said it like like she watched like three episodes and was just like, what am I watching? And uh, she told me that I would probably not like it. So uh, I'm going to assume she's correct and probably just let it go. I think there are two but, reasons that someone wouldn't like it. One is the reason that I was telling Danae about for her, which is a severe love of animals that mm-hmm. the empathy for the animals will destroy you through this if you start to see things from their perspective, right? Like the perspective of these tigers and lions and, and that kind of thing. And the other aspect is if it just bothers you to watch quote unquote weird people. Um, you know, I have a friend who's like, I, I already have enough messed up people in my life. I don't need to put more messed yeah. up people in front of me. Um, yeah, then that's the other that part of it. it. Yeah, that whole thing. And, and there is an element yeah. for me that does, well, I, I don't get offended, but there's an element of me that, that questions our classification of people based on how they look, based on their, you know, mm-hmm. uh, financial level, all those things. Um, and I think this movie uh, or this docu-series kind of plays with that a little bit. And that does bother me. But at the same time, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean I have to feel bad about it for me when I watch mm-hmm. it. You know what I like? That's just that's well, not something I've never felt. And what what little my wife told me about it, it almost sounded like I'm curious if it started off as something else. And then just because the personal story took a turn. Right. Kind of like making of a murderer started right, exactly. off as something different than it became. Right. Um, I'm or really even, curious if that's the case. Even, I haven't looked into it, but. Or even King of Kong is kind of that way too, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, where during I was just, the- that's really weird. I was just thinking about King of Kong when you were talking about sending photo proof of Sudoku times. <laughs> no, that's right. That was no, the first thing I thought of was that guy. Like you'd be sending videotapes to that dude. He's still like at his mom's and yeah. Well, you oh have. My. I have to say, uh, the world doesn't necessarily know this. Some people do, but Danae and uh, Danae and I's competitive streak over mobile games is documented. Uh, it is. We, oh my god! Actually, that it, I was. I'm thinking about using that for this conversation because I know where you're going, and it's such a fun game. Are, you're about. To, are you about to talk about uh, Honeycomb, Honeycomb Hotel? Hotel? Yeah, Honeycomb Hotel. 
No, we would uh, we would record our screens playing the same levels of Honeycomb Hotel, which is another logic game, and then we would do side by side split screens of how we solved it differently, and you know who would win, and we'd watch would, the race. Get there faster, yeah. yeah. By the way, King of Kong, though, if if you haven't seen that, listeners, that is an amazing documentary. It's actually one of my favorite movies of all time, not just I, one of my I, favorite documentaries might of all time. Be, it might be one of mine too. It's one of my. It's my uh, second favorite documentary of all time. It it an American movie. Have you ever seen American movie? I you know I've never gotten around to seeing American movie. Yeah, that's my favorite of all time. But King of Kong is like right there. I, and I'm not like I haven't watched like a ton of doc. Like I haven't watched like you know thousands of documentaries or anything. King of but. Kong is one of those select <laughs> few movies that I can go to anyone in my life yeah. and go watch this movie. You're gonna love it. You know, it's just it's one of those yeah. movies like even people who don't is, play video games like watch this. You're going to love this movie. And what is the guy's name? Like the 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 asshole. Dave, what's his <laughs> name? I don't remember. I actually like, don't remember their names right he's now. He's like but. a real life movie villain, though. Yeah. Like it, the way they present him in the documentary, like it's like insane that he exists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, and they, they make uh, pixels. If you've ever seen the movie Pixels, the guy from Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage, is basically playing him. I think it's Billy something. Yeah, it's Billy Mitchell and Steve Billy Levy. Mitchell. But Peter Dinklage is basically playing him in Pixels, if you've ever seen that. Danae, did you want to go next? Yeah, sure. So I actually, I'll just do uh, a, a quick one, and then I will talk about Honeycomb Hotel, because I think it's a logic game that um, it's not just for adults. I think if you have young kids who like logic puzzles, it definitely has like an old school gaming vibe that might be kind of fun too. So my uh, my first thing is my husband and I, we've got so much going on right now with the move and just all these various things. We've, we've been looking for uh, an app where we can both keep a to-do list, where we can reorganize priorities and such. And um, he found one through uh, Microsoft. And it's probably one you guys already know about, but just in case you're looking for something, it's just called to do. I think they just absorbed Wonderlist as well, which is, I know, a, a very popular um, list keeping um, app. I've used Google Keep, uh, Trello, and other ones that kind of do something similar. This one just uses your Microsoft account uh, and then you can link people to it. And uh, so if like he reprioritizes um, the list, it reprioritizes them on my list too and keeps them synced together. So uh, anyhow, I just thought I'd kind of mention that just we we're really appreciating it in these days. But let me tell you a little bit about Honeycomb Hotel. This is a game I found when I was 12 years old. <laughs> um <laughs> It was, it's by this guy named Everett Kayser. And when I first came across it, I don't even remember how. I think I was online and I was on maybe like a gaming group. My mom always let me go into chat rooms and play games online with people. Um, I think she would regret that decision if she thought about it today. But anyways... <laughs> Um, <laughs> thankfully I was with safe people. Um, and I think it came up there and I got the, an email for Everett Kayser and I got to send him an email and then we sent him like, we printed off this paper and then sent a check to him. And then he sent back like a hard disc mm -hmm. copy of his games that he's created. He creates logic and puzzle games. This one is, um, where you have a, a cell that has a lot of different options. It might have, you know, six different, let's say flower options and you're trying to figure out which um, which option is the correct answer for that cell. Uh, you're definitely going to want to take the tutorial because it's not just picking which puzzle piece goes where, but also you have to create a trail through the entire uh, map. There's one entrance and one exit and there's one correct answer. Uh, but as Aaron was saying, we started playing this game, I don't know, five years ago. 
and we would sit down, we'd go, go, and we would record our <laughs> screens and um, and we would just very quickly solve uh, the puzzle. And there's so many ways to solve, like everyone's brains work differently is how, how you are going to solve these problems. For me, it's a process of elimination games I really enjoy and they give you clues and you just have to answer those clues. So if you're looking for something to do that kind of makes you think, uh, especially with boredom of, of self-isolation and keeping, uh, keeping, uh, everybody separate this could be a fun one i started playing when i was 12 and i loved it and i think it actually helped me to become the puzzle person that i am today because i spent so much time learning about how to do process of elimination games um but the graphics are super super simple it looks like one of those cheap silly games but this guy's been creating software for a long long time so i would definitely That's recommend so it cool. and there there is a free version so you can just try it out and like i said you're gonna want to do the tutorial after you get the hang of it you can change in the settings like whether or not it gives you hints or it auto completes stuff for you and that'll all make sense once you get into the game so but i think i would recommend it for anybody who likes to do more complex process of elimination um and there's different levels so when you first Mm -hmm. open it up it's really simple and then you make the puzzle bigger and bigger and bigger until it's quite large yeah i was immediately thinking i was immediately thinking with the sudoku game i was like i wish these puzzles were numbered so that danae and i could do races again on sudoku and like put the do those side by sides uh because that was fun doing those races and then you know putting them side by side and and watching them yeah you still have those videos right i think i do somewhere yeah amongst my digital they gotta be around there somewhere library yeah just watching i'm not a gamer at all but now that we're in a pandemic um i kind of wish i had a playstation (laughs) yeah (laughs) well what's amazing is you have something in your hand that is a better gaming system than our childhood times 10 you know what i mean like that's crazy yeah i know i could definitely i i have a hard time playing games on my phone i don't know what it is i it's probably just something i have to get used to kind of like i got used to reading like comics digitally yeah Um, i'm sure it's something once i got used to it it would be perfectly fine yeah uh but i don't know it's just like kind of because my wife's been playing games on her phone for i mean since almost since we've probably 10 years or something yeah Yeah. Uh, that's the only way she plays games. games yeah yeah. I really, really do. I mean, I really love long, long form games like, you know, P- PlayStation or like uh, World of Warcraft was one of my all time favorites. I just don't All have right. the time to dedicate, you know, anymore. But um, mobile games are so, so fun. I'm I'm actually um, going to be putting together a teaching people how to play Dungeons and Dragons hangout soon just so I can teach people how to play. Um, and then I've been people are asking me to like DM a game and I don't know how that would work with there being so many <laughs> people and just one of me. But I love teaching people how to play whether whatever game it is. I love like introducing it. So if you try Honey Come Hotel and you want to like it and you're getting stuck, just let me yeah. know and I will I will teach you how to play this game. I might holler at you about the Dungeons and Dragons thing too because I don't cool. know that'd be that'd be something fun to learn. <laughs> well, well I got is, not, what else I got to do, man? After I'm I done writing my like scripts it. for the day, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter didn't want to hang out with me. My wife practices social distancing in our house, so uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> But uh, I think it's like a Rodney Dangerfield joke. My wife and I have been practicing social distancing for years. I made a joke because they were both doing like separate things all day yesterday for me. And I was like, well, you guys like want to watch a movie with me or something? And my wife just made the joke like social distancing. I'm like, I'm glad you're using that as an excuse. Like you have a built in excuse. It's the 2020 version of I have a headache, honey. Uh, (laughs) What do you got, Jonathan? uh, 
Um, oh, yeah, uh, I have to, Beyond the Sins. Um, I'm going to talk about, I guess, I finally, this came out on Netflix a few weeks ago, but I finally got a chance to dive into Lock and Key. Oh, um, yeah, what did you say? TV. I haven't watched it, but that's... Um... Um, okay, so it's based on a comic book series uh, by uh, Joe Hill and Ga- Gabriel Rodriguez. And Joe Hill is a novelist uh, who also happens to be the son of Stephen King. Um, he's a, he's a great writer in his own, in his own right. Uh, but he is the son of Stephen King, but, um, this is a comic series he created. I don't know. I didn't write the year down. I want to say it was like 2013 or something, but, um, and it was, it was a pretty fun one. I didn't get into it till a couple years ago. And then there's been a couple different tries at making this into a show. Fox was going to do a network show of it and they ended up not picking up the pilot, Hulu was going to do it, but then I don't know if this was around the time where Disney was buying all that stuff, and somehow it ended up not making it to Hulu. I'm going to stop you there because that's my connecting point. I think my wife and I watched The the Runaways. Um, which is yes. on Hulu, which is on Hulu now, which is a Hulu property yeah, now. Yeah. And I think the lock and key characters made an appearance in a couple episodes of The Runaways. So that's interesting because I think it, like you said, I think it was going to be on Hulu. I think it might be on Hulu. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, maybe. Um, but Netflix ended up uh, buying the rights to it, and they created the show finally. And so what it is is you have this family who the the father, uh, I think his name is Rendell Rendell Locke. Um, he gets shot and killed. He's a he's a principal, I believe, at a school. He gets shot and killed by one of his students that is asking him to explain. Key, he wants to know the secrets of this place called Key House. And then he ends up murdering the father. And then the family, because of this, they have to relocate to the father's uh, ancestral home, which is which is actually Key House. And when they get there, the three kids discover that there are all these keys that have different magical properties. Like one key, uh, you tell it where you want to go, and then you open a door, and that's where you'll go. As long as you've been there before, like if you were like, I want to go to the ice cream parlor, and then when you open the door, it'll be the ice cream parlor. And then it gets a little weirder. It gets into more things after that. Like there's one key that you can actually insert into a person and and do things and it it's just it's kind of wacky and crazy but um it's really interesting i was a little nervous because when i saw the preview uh which obviously aaron wouldn't have this problem but when i saw the trailer for the netflix show um it made it look a little more uh like stranger things but more kid oriented which was really weird because the comic is really dark um, it is not, and the show is more like the comic, so I don't know why they chose to preview it like that. I can't imagine how many parents showed, like, their younger child the first episode and was like, whoa. Um, I mean, it's not horribly graphic, but there are, there is death and, uh, destruction and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I've watched half of the season. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's a good adaptation. They, they do definitely make some of their own, um, they go in some different directions. The mom character, for instance, is very different than she is in the comic, which I actually kind of like. Um, and I think they actually made a good decision there. Um, but no, like all the acting's good. It looks good. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, it's, uh, the the villain is, is really fun. And, uh, it's just a nice little, like, uh, horror fantasy, um, kind of show and, and, and kind of in a Stranger Things type of vein. Um, I don't think it's quite to the level of Stranger Things, but uh, I would definitely recommend it if any of that sounds interesting to you. And if you've read the comic and we're not we're not we're not sure if you wanted to jump in or not, I think it's worth it uh, to check out. So very nice. 
Lock and key. That's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week, guys. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with <gasps> us. Oh, hey, 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 Aaron, guess what? <laughs> uh, hi, Danae. Hi. What's what's going on? How can I help you? Well, I just wanted to let you know that we've been getting more and more actual like people writing their reviews on iTunes. Oh, did you want to oh, read some good. of them? I mean, if you want me to, I can, but I'll I was just going to say, we Let's, appreciate uh, that you guys have been doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Why don't we uh, Why don't we read some of those on uh, next week's episode? Uh, the old rider roo Which we do appreciate. Uh, I was just getting ready to say, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at <laughs> Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. Oh, hello. That was a really nice little, uh, oh, hello. Oh, hello. Yeah, I have my headphones on. <laughs> of course. You know, you know how I sound when I put my headphones on? I sound like I want to sleep with my own voice. Oh, I think I am so sissy. Dear Lord, is that what I look like right now? What do you look I, like? I'm in full uh, relaxation. Jonathan's got a little, little. Uh, what is that called when your hair licks Calic? out like that? Calic. Oh, yeah. I took my shower last night. So Me too. That's why I'm dealing uh, with. Me three. I could put a hat on if it bugs you. Danae, no, no, you... no. I'm just, I'm just saying we all like, we all look. Yeah. Danae, are you wearing clothes or is that a blanket? Beauty guys. <laughs> oh, there we yeah. go. It has a, the neck dip down long, and it's, it's like a it's like a poncho almost. It's amazing. It feel, yeah, it it's incredibly comfortable. Good. I'm wearing probably the most ridiculous outfit I've worn in years: black t-shirt, a striped like long skirt or something. I don't. There, there, it's a style. I can't remember. The, it's like a meant for the summertime. And so then I got cold, which is I put the sweater on, and then I'm wearing three pairs of socks, <laughs> and none of it matches at all. Here's what I would like, Danae. If you would clap five times distinctly. Deep in the heart of text. Sorry. Uh, Danae, I'd like you to begin. <coughs> I would like you to clap I'm five. I'm away. Is that what you meant? By, By clap? first? No. I came down with all my stuff, right? I've got my laptop. I've got my water. You know, my hands are full. And of course, like much of America right now, I'm just wearing pajamas all day, right? Like, that's just what we wear now. And uh, I, put, yeah. I put my uh, my cell phone in my pocket. Well, that added some weight to my pajama pants, which are oh. just elastic, right? Yep. So I'm walking here. down the stairs and they're starting to ride down and I have no, <laughs> no hand with which to pull them back up. And I'm like, okay, I, I think I'm good. There's nobody between the stairs and the studio. We're going to be fine. And so, yep, they keep riding down and I am just all out there now. Are like, you doing that like duck walk thing? Yes. Where, like you're trying. Yep, yep. My pajama pants are around my ankles, people. And we've talked about my underwear habits. So everything is out there at this point. But I'm like, we're good. You know, uh, nobody's here. Well, turns out one of my sons is sleeping on the couch down there. And I'm like, oh, (gasps) man. Well, he's asleep, right? At least he's asleep. So I've got my water bottle, which uh, in my laptop. And if you look at my children, and if you look at my water bottle, you may notice it's shaped a little bit like a gong or a bell. (laughs) 
And it accidentally swings and hits the side of my laptop. It makes this gong sound. And he jumps up out of his head, pops up off the couch. And I just walked by him. And he just got full dad butt. Full dad butt, right? God, your kids are just scarred for life, I bet. He thinks you like woke him purposefully with the gong just to like moon him. He just went straight back to sleep. He was like, yep, just another day in the Dicer house, I guess. Uh, But anyhow, I thought you might appreciate that. Maybe he'll think it was a dream. (laughs) Well, it is a dream. We have like a like it's not a snuggie, but it's similar to it's actually much nicer than a snuggie ever was. But it's like a blanket that you can it's got a little pocket for your feet to go and your hands in and all that stuff. And I was under it the other day on the couch and my wife needed something and I thought I had removed my feet from the pocket. I had not. So I tried to stand up and immediately just toppled over. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, my daughter didn't get to see it, but my wife my wife heard it. I think the funniest part she said was when I was like, oh, no. Because I realized I was about to fall. So she heard, oh no, and then she heard, bang. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) So uh, it reminds me of another story. And since we're firmly in the outtake section, uh, I will tell it to you. Um, Just the other day, I was uh, doing dishes and my wife had just made some food in a pan and I didn't realize she had just used it. And I oh, so and so I hot. gripped like the n- you know not the handle. I just gripped the like the pan, like the side and inside of the pan with my hand, and immediately realized it was oven hot and pulled my hand away. And I guess what I said was, "Wow, that's hot." And then talked about you know the fact that it was you know really hot or whatever. And my son came up to me and he goes, "Dad, you know how when we ask you what to say instead of swearing, you tell us just to say the thing you're thinking." I just realized you actually do that. (laughs) It's like you just grabbed an oven hot pan and just went, wow, that's hot. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to tell a story, too. It's not really related to anything. but All right, anyway, let's get started. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Since I don't feel good, my give a shit meter is at one. Mm -hmm. And so my daughter was playing uh, tug of war with an umbrella with the dog. Usually that's something to stop because you don't want the dog to destroy the umbrella. But I'm like, I don't care. You can destroy the umbrella. I'm just going to sit here and make sure you guys don't like really hurt each other. Mm-hmm. So she's got the handle and it's one of those shorter umbrellas. And he's got the other side. And he's just, you know, pulling on it. and They're playing tug of war. And she's realizing he's much stronger than she is. And so her face is getting more and more like concentrated and, and serious. And then all of a sudden she goes, Wow, golly, Reese's, your teeth sure are strong. (laughs) And I realized maybe she's been watching a little bit too much Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Yeah, she's doing a little goofy. It was exactly like, yeah, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Well, that's like when my daughter watched Peppa Pig when she was around that age. She had a British accent for a minute. (laughs) Are you guys going to be really close to each other now? Yeah. Yep. That's good. Yeah, it'll be good. Or maybe bad. I don't know, but hopefully (laughs) we'll hate each other within a month. Why are you over here again, Aaron? Uh, I know you like Iris. Sheesh. Get away, God. Tie your pants. <laughs> My bulky, bulky email about Sin Week. Yeah. I haven't read it, but I did see it. it did you see that Give you yourself can also a day. Just, did you see that you can also just listen to yeah. the audio companion yeah. piece? <laughs> I probably read it, though. I, I mean, I usually just read stuff. I Because I, I can pay more attention. If I'm listening, bulky. I get distracted. And... Try to get through about three or four chapters a day. You should be done. Yeah, you'll, you'll be done. <laughs> Pretty quickly. Especially when they're puppies. 
and they don't know how to not chew on everything. I hear you. The other day, I actually, uh, since we're moving, there's stuff everywhere, and I took um, one of those like soundproofing panels, and I took it from the living room, and I went and brought it into the office, and I set it down in the office, turned around, went to the kitchen, and the next thing I know, my husband is picking up that same exact sound panel from the living room again, and he's like, I thought you were going to put this away, and <laughs> I had I turned around and looked behind me as I walked was the puppies both holding on to edges of it like like hey you dropped this oh that's so funny constant it's constant uh keep telling those stories danae and i will keep remembering why we we don't have dogs anymore and won't uh it is it is nice to be free of that for the moment you know i i recommend a dog to us almost everybody but i i would recommend um getting two brother puppies to very few people <laughs> I mean, I love St. Bernard's. They're the sweetest, sweetest dogs. I do not miss that slobber. That thing was just like you could like lay tile with that slobber. <laughs> it And it's like it was the craziest thing, too, because like you wouldn't even realize they got it on you. And then you'd like walk away and then like half your shirt would just be drenched. <laughs> You had to, like, so, change clothes it's constantly. Like, it's kind of like breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. For some, yeah. Exact um, same. Well, I, I also re- breastfed them. Oh, at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's called tandem. I think it's called <laughs> tandem breastfeeding. Yes. Oh, I just got a Discord message from someone's. Oh, I wonder if it's the same Discord message I just received. Have you just won $7,000? <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 